0: Happy Valentine's Day, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroe Mall Rothman. What you're about to hear is a clip from our Valentine's Day special exclusive to our patrons in the Barons. We called it The Sweetest Slice, which, yes, is a reference to Pound Cake. Why? Because this year we played Kinky Cupid and tore out our favorite sex scenes from Stephen King's works. So if you want two hours of sensual smut, become a member of our Patreon, The Barons. But that's not the only Valentine you can open in there. No, 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 no. You can also unlock over hundreds of hours worth of exclusive content. I'm talking our Stephen King archival series, our Spooky Souls Midnights, dozens of commentaries on all your favorite Stephen King movies, spin-off series like Talking Hawkins, our ongoing Crichton cast, so much more, not to mention a 24-7 Discord where you'll have fun events like watch-alongs and quizzes and prizes and giveaways, and friends. Who doesn't want that? Well, if you do, subscribe now through the link in the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash barons. Hope to see you there over long days and pleasant
1: nights. Ashley,
2: would you care to read another one?
1: Yeah, I have... I'll save my romantic one. I'm going to go all the way back to, I believe it was Skeleton Crew. Um, Mine Mm. is The Raft. The Raft is a (laughs) short story I saw on screen first in Creepshow 2 and read many years later when I got around to reading Skeleton Crew. It's a much scarier story, I think, than it is... A short in the movie, but also at the same time, nothing was scarier than Creepshow 2's The Raft when I was in fifth grade. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I'm wrong.
2: That might have been the story we voted was the scariest
1: of his first three collections. I think that might have been our number one. Really? Yeah, it's
0: yeah. up there. Definitely. The short
1: story, I, I you know, had reread it because the reason I chose this is because I remember there. Well, I'll, I'll kind of explain <laughs> the difference between the short story sex and the. Uh, short film sex but I remember there being some like weird sex situations in the short so then I was like I'm gonna go back and reread the raft because I'm pretty sure there's sex in that and boy was I mm-hmm. right so yeah, <laughs> I've now okay I've never been in a life or death situation I've specifically never been trapped on a raft in October while a lake creature circles waiting to eat me in what I can only describe as the most excruciating way possible So I can't say for sure that I wouldn't be in the mood for sex, but if I was a (laughs) betting woman, (laughs) I'm willing to bet all the money in the world that I wouldn't be. But having said that, um, this scene takes place for anyone who has not read The Raft. um, The two remaining characters who haven't been slowly digested are holding each other close on The Raft to stay warm. And here we go. I'm freezing, Randy. I'm numb all over. I can't do anything about it. Hold me, she said. You've got to. We'll hold each other. We can both sit down and watch it together. He debated, but the cold sinking into his own flesh was now bone deep, and that decided him. Okay. They sat together, arms wrapped around each other, and something happened. Natural or perverse, it happened. He felt himself stiffening. One of his hands found her breast, cupped in damp nylon, and squeezed. She made a sighing noise, and her hand stole to the crotch of his underpants. He slid his other hand down and found a place where there was some heat. He pushed her down on her back. No, she said, but the hand in his crotch began to move faster. I can see it, he said. His heartbeat had sped up again, pushing blood faster, pushing warmth toward the surface of his chilled bare skin. I can watch it. She murmured something, and he felt elastic slide down his hips to his upper thighs. He watched it. He slid upward, forward into her warmth. God, she was warm there at least. He made a guttural noise, and her fingers grabbed at his cold, clenched buttocks. (laughs) He watched it. It wasn't moving. He watched it. He watched it closely. The tactile sensations were incredible, fantastic. He was not experienced, but neither was he a virgin. He had made love with three girls and it had never been like this. She moaned and began to lift her hips. The raft rocked gently like the world's hardest waterbed. The barrels underneath murmured hollowly. Um, and then from there, the sex is pretty much over because she gets eaten. But here's the thing. <laughs>
0: it's so rough. It's yeah. so rough. Yeah. It's, on, it's on her face, right? It's like come up the other side so of her. So her, it hair, gets her hair, hair, has hair has actually
1: uh, fallen off the side of the raft in the short story in the movie. And that's kind of where I wanted to talk about it because the movie version of the scene actually makes more sense to me in that he agrees to watch the thing as she takes a nap. Mm -hmm. and he becomes distracted as she's sleeping by her boobs so he's like fondling the sleeping woman when she begins to scream because he took his eyes off the thing and it came and got her and that's when it's like on the side of her face because she was like laying down Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that i like prefer women to get fondled while they sleep as opposed to consenting to sex I'm just saying that in the context of the story, I didn't buy that this girl would sleep with this guy in the circumstance, especially mm-hmm. he's not that nice to her. I don't know if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. he's not yeah, very no, nice right. to yeah, her. He's a he has like major incel energy mm-hmm. throughout the course of this story. Yeah, he's super and jealous of his like big Chad. Yeah, friend. his big like jock friend. Mm-hmm. But I did think the writing of the sex scene, despite all that, was pretty steamy. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's like, I feel like King has a couple of instances of like trauma boners, you know. For sure. Yeah. It's like, I I do think it's something that might cross your mind, especially when you're wet and you want to be warm and you're in your underwear and like you're a teenager. You know, I could imagine it happening. And I do think it's it's written well. And it's also like was from the 70s or like 80s. So we're just not talking about that stuff in the same way. It yeah, is funny though, because
0: you know. it's in the same collection as the mist, era, and uh, that has a similar scene. I mean, it's not as, it's not as gruesome, obviously, but it's that thing of like, oh, there's this monster outside of our immediate vicinity, yeah. and we're gonna have sex. And the mist is kind of funny because I think it's only like a day after this guy's been separated by, from yeah. his wife because of the mist. And I, I mean, the, the mist is incredible, obviously, but uh, yeah, it just it, it's funny that it almost seems like a device or something like that in that in Skeleton Crew. Well, there's yeah, a line. when we
1: discussed it, actually, when we discussed The Mist, we all kind of came to the conclusion, all of us, that we could have kind of taken that scene out of. It didn't yeah. add anything uh, to the story. It kind of took away from the protagonist a little bit, because we were like, wait a minute, your wife, though. <laughs> yeah, um, But yeah, it's kind of weird.
0: Because in the, well, an adaptation, like originally, and I think we talked about this in the episode, is that they were going to have it where they were having an affair um and i think that was darabont's way Uh, of explaining that that's why they hooked up which i kind of liked i I, I I actually do like that that's cool i I like when Mm -hmm. king does uh that the the those type of stories but i i also think that it's a lot to put into a short tale you know it could be a little bit more yeah um, a novella or a short story it's a lot
1: to throw yeah But I do love yeah, the idea well, of the and- danger
0: and the sex and danger because some or sex and violence that combined because so much so often for a lot of folks, as, as you mentioned, <laughs> like, it might be something like there's a line. I was watching the Assault in Precinct 13 remake uh, this week, and there's a line that Drea DiMaggio says uh, when she's talking to Lawrence Fishburne. On the stairway, and it's just like, oh, I don't know why, like, but all I can think about is sex or whatever, and it's like, it's like pretty ridiculous. But then he's just like, well, they're very, they're they're very uh, intertwined or whatever, sex and violence, and he gives like a whole thing explaining like i think something to do with like greek uh mythology or whatever and it's so it, it's always i feel like it's literary wise it's been a trope for a while to be like oh mm-hmm. everything's crazy and violent let's have sex you know like <laughs> well, it's,
2: but what's the one thing that is gonna really take your mind away from anything else that you're doing it's like having an orgasm right yeah. you know like that's one of the few things other than like being in excruciating pain that really will drive away all thoughts. So I mean, I can I get the appeal of it, you know.
0: Here's here's the exact yeah. line. He he goes, sex and death are very closely related. The Greeks called it eros and Thanatos, love and death, oh, or God. sex as a way of <laughs> nullifying <laughs> thoughts of dying. Uh, yeah, that was, so uh, yeah, that was yeah. Like, Lawrence Fishburne is Marion Bishop in, uh, in, in the what an Precinct interesting
1: uh, reboot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Assault on Precinct Thirteen.